You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's Em and David again, and talking about medication. This week we're talking about getting the most out of medication treatment. Last week we started the conversation with talking about should I start medication? Um, David, do you want to recap what we talked about a little bit last week since it's kind of a part two? Yeah, absolutely. So last week we talked about when to begin considering medication, how you come to that conclusion, how do you know when it might be helpful, how do you start that conversation with someone you trust, with your doctor, and it kind of trailed into today's topic, which is how to get the most out of treatment, uh, medication treatment. So you've decided you want to try medication, you feel like it might be helpful, now, how do I get the most out of it? Now that I'm started, I've gone and got my prescription filled. Now what? Great question. And I love this question because I think it really emphasizes that, and we talked about this last week, that medication is not a cure-all. It is not a pill that's going to solve all of your problems. And so when you're thinking about getting the most out of your medication, you're really thinking about using meds as a tool to help you. And you have to work with them. They're not there to save you. They're there to help you save yourself and pull you you out of whatever funk, whatever mood, whatever difficulties that you're facing. And so there's so many, so many different pieces to that. And a lot of different medications work differently. So it's an important conversation to have with your doctor. But I'd say overall, the number one thing that comes up for me is consistency. So many medications, especially um, if you're dealing with depression, anxiety, if you're on SSRIs, which are a very common medication, those aren't, you know, you take the pill and then you have a good day. They build up in your body over time. So making sure that you are you're staying on track and you're you're on top of your medication and not like, you know, a few months in being like, oh, I feel great. I can stop has been really important for me. Yeah, I have a comment to add to that. But first, I wanted to say, because as you were talking, it came to mind that I think the very first step in knowing if you're getting the most out of your medication is to reassess what is your expectation from starting medication and your attitude towards approaching it. So like you said, if you're able to look at it as I'm taking this medication to help me do things that I can do with that extra boost, you're probably going to have a much better relationship with the medication than if you go into it thinking something's wrong with me, I'm defective, this pill is making me do something I can't do otherwise. Like That's going to that attitude is going to kind of change your perspective towards the medication treatment, I feel, and your expectations. So starting from the beginning, I think otherwise you're not going to know if you're getting the be- the most out of your medication treatment because what are you comparing it to? So if your expectations are, I'm going to be productive every single day and I'm going to be happy, I'm never going to feel sad again, I'm never going to feel tired and run down, like no matter what you do, no matter what medication you take, it's probably not going to feel like you're getting the most out of it because you've set this expectation that maybe isn't quite realistic. So I think before even like diving into like specific strategies, the first thing that comes to mind is ask yourself, what are you hoping to get out of medication? And then ask your doctor too, like, is that even possible? Like, am I, is this going to happen? And have that conversation and kind of figure out where you want to be that way, you know, here's my baseline. Here's where I want to be. This is what I'm hoping medication will help me with. Yeah, I love that. It's very much based around like intentional use and being intentional about what you're doing, which I think is a huge part of 
mental health treatment and like keeping an eye on where is your mood at? What, what are you doing and why? And setting goals there. So yeah, exactly what you were saying earlier. You're not taking this pill and going to have a perfect day. But when I wake up and I take my medication, it makes it so that I can get out of bed. And from there, I can decide, you know, I'm going to go for a walk this morning to get my energy boosted. I can decide I'm going to eat three meals today so that, you know, my energy stays consistent. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea of setting goals early on. And when you say being consistent, what exactly does that look like for you? And how do you do that when, or maybe how did you do that when you first started medication, when after one or two weeks, you weren't really noticing anything? Like, how do you remain consistent in situations like that? Yeah, great question. Because with a lot of a lot of medications don't impact you immediately, you have to take them for four weeks, six weeks, three months before you notice a difference. And that can be really hard because you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're trying to help yourself and you're two months in and not noticing a difference. So how do you how do you keep it up at that point? Yeah, I've definitely been in that spot. I think for me, it has been going into it with the mindset of I'm giving this at least three months. And you know, if there if I have terrible side effects, of course, then <laughs> we'll readdress it. But if I'm doing okay, and just not feeling, you know, great, giving it some time, giving it some time to adjust in my system, let my body adjust to what I'm doing, um, let my mind catch up. But a big thing for me too has been, we were talking about this earlier, having pill boxes, or I am the queen of setting reminders on my phone. I have an app that goes off every day. I have other reminders because I don't always pay attention to the app that goes off every day. Um, I write it on my to-do list so that I physically cross it off. And coming up with those systems for me, I started taking medication oh, almost 10 years ago. And I feel like I've only recently gotten to a place where I have good systems that I can rely on to really, truly take it every take my medication every day and not take it every day for, you know, two months and then fall off. Yeah. And I'm sure at least if you're like me, there's probably still days where you start work and you're like an hour oh, and a yeah. half, two hours in and you're like, gosh, why am I not waking up? Why mm-hmm. is this so hard? And then it just like clicks. It's like, did I take my medication? And like you said, I have to have a pill box because if it's just in the bottle, I have no way of remembering, did I take it? But if I go upstairs and I'm like, okay, Tuesday's medication is still in there. So clearly I have not taken it yet. And that explains why I am so sluggish and have not woken up yet. And even that, just like being in tune with your body, knowing what feels right, what feels off, like those side effects you're talking about, if they're not too severe and you've talked to your doctor about them, maybe they're those initial side effects that will dissipate over time. If they're so severe that they're causing a lot of discomfort, though, like obviously you want to talk to your doctor about that because otherwise they're not going to know and they're going to think this medication is working or maybe you stop taking it all together and then you're kind of left in this place where, again, you're not getting the most out of that treatment. I feel like there's so many facets of how to get the most out of treatment from consistency to sticking with it, sticking through the side effects having those conversations with your doctor, again, reassessing your expectations. Is there anything else that comes to mind with that question of like staying consistent? Yeah, I think something that has come to mind for me is trial and error. And I think I mentioned this when we were talking earlier too. 
So I currently take Adderall for my ADHD and I take Paxil, which is an SSRI for anxiety and depression. And originally was taking my Adderall in the morning and my Paxil in the evening and was horrible about taking my Paxil every day. And I definitely need it. Like I I would notice if I would start to, you know, go three or four days without it, which is way too many days for me to be going without it. And one of my friends was like, well, why don't you take it in the morning? Like you take your Adderall every day because you, you notice if you don't take your Adderall. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, I wonder if I could. And, you know, talked to my doctor and I was like, hey, I know this was like an after dinner thing, but can I take it at breakfast with my Adderall? And she's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Like, oh, okay, great. And so now when I can take them together, there we go. I actually take them every day. And so I think kind of like playing around, being creative with how you can achieve, you know, the goals that you're setting out. So that was a great thing for me. We've mentioned the pill boxes. I used to have one of those horizontal, you know, days of the week, every day next to each other one, but would always, you know, would only bring it with me half the time because it didn't always sit into my purse. (laughs) And then I found one online that was a circle and each day of the week is a little wedge and that fits into like anything I take with me. And so now I actually do take it with me when I go places. Another thing that I want to mention, just because I think it's so cool, there are these little timer caps that you can get online that are basically the cap of a pill bottle. And, you know, you toss out the the cap that it came with and you use the timer one and it runs the timer since the last time you've opened it. Interesting. So like if pill boxes don't work for you or you take something, you know, that is not meant to be consistent, like an anxiety medication, panic attack medication, that can be a great way to keep track of like, oh, did I take this, you know, four hours ago or 48 hours ago and keep track of, of your timing on that. That is so cool. Where where right. did you find these timer caps? <laughs> I found this in an ADHD Facebook group. <laughs> I will say those are one of the best ways that I have gotten so many tips and tricks for mental health is different Facebook support groups for different age groups, like different genders, different sexualities, living with whatever mental health condition. So many great tips in there. Absolutely. As soon as you said that, it reminded me just now before we started this episode, we were talking about our experiences with ADHD and realizing that you experience things so similarly to me in terms of forgetting things or walking into a room. So I, yeah, like those, if you can find those groups asking them, you know, what medications work for you or how did you, you know, what methods have you used to stay on top of them and get the most out of them? And then I, I think we touched on this a little bit last week, in addition to just like taking your medication, staying on top of it, being consistent with it. I think the other piece of getting the most out of it is sticking with the trial and error process. Like you said, not necessarily like you found the medication that works. How do I get the most out of that specific medication? But how do you get the most out of treatment as a whole? And I think that for me, at least, was the most challenging, especially when you are dealing with so many barriers, financial barriers, insurance barriers. And I think this kind of circles back to like our last tidbit in the last episode around being your own advocate and really kind of knowing that this process is helping you. And if you can stick with that and keep that peace in mind, it may make it worth it. So for example, what I was thinking of that made me say that is a lot of times when you start medication, insurance companies want you to do what they call step therapy. You may, I'm sure maybe you've heard of that, where it's essentially they're like, here's the cheapest brands down here. We need you to show us that this person has tried these and they've tried these doses before you move up to the next step, which includes these medications. And then if you've reached those and none of those work, you've shown that you, you've documented 
that you have tried these and they don't work, then you can move up to the next step. And normally the more expensive ones are those last ones that they don't want to pay for. So unfortunately for my insurance, I take Vivance for my ADHD. And at the moment there is no generic. So it is one of the most expensive medications on the market for ADHD, but I've taken Concerta, I had to take Ritalin, I had to take Adderall, I had to try all these different ones and they all either didn't really work that well or with Adderall, for example, I had awful headaches and then there's, I have friends who take it and have no problem. But right before I started taking Vyvanse, I almost just quit. I almost just stopped because I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not getting any, I'm not getting any benefit from this. I don't want to keep going through this process. But something in me said, let's, you know, let's see what else we can do. So my doctor recommended this. And at the time, I was very privileged to have insurance that didn't really push back too much. But later on, they did. Later on, they were like, oh, we don't want to pay for that. We need to see you take these other medications. And I was like, we already have. And there was a lot of back and forth. So I know for me, like keeping, keeping my spirit up and like pushing myself and continuing to advocate for myself when I'm struggling to do like basic daily tasks was really difficult. Can you relate to that? And yeah, what absolutely. that's like, <laughs> absolutely. That that's one of my, my biggest issues with the, the mental health care system at large is that when people are struggling, it is so, so hard to reach out for help. And the fact that it is anything other than as easy as possible makes me so angry. But yeah, I actually was laughing as you were talking about that because I remember a trend on TikTok going around a while ago that was like, how many different uh, mental health medications I've been on? And everyone was listing like three or four. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been on like 10. And it really (laughs) has been over the years of like, you know, take something and it doesn't work. Take something else and it doesn't work. Take something and it does work. And then, you know, I stopped taking it because I, you know, don't refill or miss an appointment or whatever. And then I go back to a, I've moved and a new psychiatrist wants to try me on something else. And, you know, all so much back and forth. Um, and I remember one of the most disappointing points in my mental health journey is I did so well on a medication a number of years ago, back in college, and then got off it for a while. And then needed to be put back on a medication. And I brought it up. My psychiatrist was like, sure, let's go for it. We've done well on it in the past. And I took it and it did not affect me at all. And I was Mm -hmm. like, are you kidding me? Like five years ago, this 180 to my life, like I was so excited, like this was the solution and it Mm -hmm. is so unhelpful now. So yeah, sticking with that, like, oh, something worked before and now it doesn't, or this has been working for the last five years. And all of a sudden, like, it's not, it's not working anymore. And sometimes it's as easy as an increase. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes you have to, you know, back to the drawing board, try something new, which is so challenging, so challenging to keep pushing yourself through that. I know for me, I'm kind of in a similar spot where my therapist just yesterday was like, I don't know that your ADHD meds are working anymore. (laughs) And as we were talking through it, I was like, you know, like, yes, I've been struggling with like feeling overwhelmed, my memory, a lot of my, you know, classic ADHD symptoms. and I thought it was more of a depression or a burnout thing. And she was like, well, how did you feel when you first started taking Adderall? And I was like, oh yeah, it, it solved all of these issues. And now it's not like how weird, but bodies change, brains change. And so, yeah, having to adapt to that is, is tough, but it goes along with that whole, you know, recovery isn't linear. Your mental health journey is never over. And 
that can be tough. But if you're if you're dealing with a mental health condition, that's that's part of your journey. That's part of your life journey. And I know it's something I've accepted for myself. We talked a bit about this last week, I think, um, the idea of not wanting to be on medication forever. And I know a lot of people struggle with that. And I am very much at a spot where like, if, if that's what keeps me going, then cool. Like if I, if I need that tool to, to get through, then I'm happy to use it. Yeah. So I think sticking to that kind of like, you know, it, it's something, something can work. I just have to keep trying and we'll get there. Yeah. And I think to add to that, I think remembering too, that maybe, maybe you are fortunate enough that you, you do medication for a while things are kind of getting better. You've developed coping skills to manage some stressors in life that maybe you couldn't before. You talk to your doctor and maybe you want to try coming off medication. I mean, I've done this before. And you can have that conversation. You start doing it. Let's see what it's like. And I remember the first time I did it, I was like, whoa, 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 never mind, never mind. Let's go back because it it just, it was not, not okay. So at one point I was taking a mood stabilizer along with my antidepressant and the mood stabilizer was the one I was like, let's see, you know, things seem pretty, pretty okay. And this was the trap I fell into originally when the medications really first started working. I was like, perfect. Everything's better now. I don't need them anymore. But it was like, no, you're quote unquote (laughs) better because you're taking this medication. But for everyone, it's not, that's not the case. Like, I know several people who have had success in taking medication short term and kind of weaned off of it with, you know, the assistance of their doctor. And then remembering that 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 is always still an option. I think we tend to fall into this trap like all or nothing. I have to be in it for the long haul. I have to take medication for the rest of my life. If I start it now, I can't stop it, which isn't the case. And I think we should treat it just like going to the doctor for our physical. Like you shouldn't wait to go to the doctor until you're sick. You go in for your checkups to make sure that, you know, things were going pretty well. So it might even be a situation where you talk to your psychiatrist about coming off medication and let's say you have success in doing it, that maybe you get discharged or whatever clinical jargon you want to use, but you can have a conversation that says, you know, can I come back to you? Can I email you up and schedule an appointment if I notice things change and know that that resource is still there for you? Check in once a year to say, how are things going? Do you still feel like you're managing life well without medication or do you want to go back? And I think cultivating that relationship is so hard with our current mental health system. And like you say, like I definitely want to acknowledge that because I have been in that situation where I was seeing different psychiatrists across the span of that time trying to find the medication that works. I know there are some like hospitals and clinics that have outpatient mental health treatment where you might not even see the same psychiatrist every time you go for your follow-ups. So being able to have that kind of relationship is really difficult. But again, if if you're able to step in and be your your own advocate there, even if that psychiatrist is someone you've never met before, you know, here's what I've done. Here's what I've been on. Here's like the documentation to show that. Again, going back to the question, how do you get the most out of it? Like kind of it's up to you how much you get out of taking your medication. Well, I guess one question I had was going back to what we were talking about with expectations. Mm-hmm. 
and how that kind of really determines whether or not you're getting what you want out of your medication. Yes. So what are your expectations of your medication? What do you expect your medication to do and what do you not expect it to do? Yeah, that's oh, that's such a tough question and so hard to like, you know, figure out where the line is. I think for me, what I've noticed is I just expect it to make things feel possible. Things are still hard. Like I still have to put effort into, you know, making plans and getting up and out of the house and, you know, feeding myself when I'm in a bad spot. But it makes it so that I'm not just laying in bed for the entire day or paralyzed for the entire day. One of my favorite quotes about, it's about depression, but I think it applies to a lot of different mental health conditions and medication is that when you're depressed, um, you're not seeing the world for how it truly is. It's not like the veil of happiness has been removed, like the veil of sadness and depression has been put on. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing that there's a little bit of a layer that you will feel lift when a medication is working for you that kind of takes down whatever barrier you're facing to meeting your goals. And I think that goes back to the goal conversation and, you know, being intentional about what you want to get out of medication is recognizing, you know, what are my goals? What are my barriers to those goals right now? And making sure that medication brings those barriers down enough for you to be able to help yourself accomplish the rest through other other skills and whatnot. Similarly, how do you know for you, how do you know if it's an unrealistic expectation of the medicine that maybe you had originally versus the medication not working? Like, how do you tell the difference? Yeah, that's tough. That's a hard <laughs> one. I think that comes down, for me, has come down to conversations with other people. I think that is a situation for me personally, where I have felt like too close to the the situation to be able to parse that out. And so it is, you know, talking to my doctor, talking to my psychiatrist or therapist or friends who have been on a certain medication or who deal with similar mental health challenges and being like, you know, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Like, was I just hoping that a pill was going to save me or <laughs> do I need to talk to talk to a doctor about changing something? Absolutely. I was thinking the reason I asked that question is because I was thinking about times when I've still struggled with my ADHD and my immediate go-to thought is, oh, great, the medication's not working anymore, or this dose isn't working, and there's not many doses left I can go up on. But then stepping back and saying, okay, well, what else might be happening that's causing me to have difficulty, such as maybe I can put my phone on Do Not Disturb, or maybe I can turn off the distraction, like these things that kind of work in tandem with medication. And then as I was saying that, I just thought of this other really big piece that I can't believe we haven't talked about yet. But I feel like when when thinking about the question, how to get the most out of your medication treatment, I think we're excluding intentionally, and maybe this is because I haven't been in therapy for several months since I moved. Uh, that's a whole story in itself. And just like with your medication, when you know you're not ready, like I had to take a break from therapy, I stepped away. I'm just kind of trying to figure that out now. But I think one way to get the most out of medication treatment is if you can, and you're in that place, is to combine it with therapy. Totally. Yeah. And I think this goes back to the, you know, it's not it's not a cure-all. Um, there are so many other things that go into mental health besides medication. So yeah, combining it with therapy. Um, I've really loved working with psychiatrists and therapists that know each other, either like work through the same practice or are open to having a relationship with each other and communicating with each other. 
just because I'm, I don't, I'm such an advocate of that whole like care team. As many people that can, you know, mm-hmm. come together and problem solve is awesome for me. I agree. I used to work in a clinic where that was the model. We had primary care, we had mental health, we had psych, uh, psychiatric care all in the same building. And there were times that I was literally sitting in the office across from my client's psychiatrist, and we would be able to like pop in and be like, hey, did, you know, so-and-so come to their appointment today? What, you know, obviously we would respect their privacy and not just say, oh, they told me this, but you kind of ask like, what were they coming with you with? Or even I had clients say like, I'm not quite sure how to bring this up to my doctor. Do you think you could talk to them for me and express some of my concerns or help me do so? So I do think if you can find, if you're interested and you want to do both and you can find either a setting that provides both or like you said, psychiatrist who's willing to work with your therapist, uh, who's willing to communicate with them, that's another great way to get a lot of benefit out of it. And I think too, as many, because you're, you're going to have different conversations with different people, right? So like the conversations I have with my therapist are different than the conversations I have with my psychiatrist. I tell them different things, not intentionally, but they just, you know, the nature of the conversation, they have different information about me. And then expanding that and thinking about your broader support system, whether that's family, friends, coworkers, whoever's in your network. For me, I have at times when I'm starting a new medication or feel like I'm kind of, you know, start on something, but starting to slip reaching out to those people I trust and being like, Hey, can you keep an eye on me? Like, have you noticed anything change recently? Are there external things that I'm not thinking about? Like, am I dealing with, you know, a lot of stress in this aspect of my life? And maybe that's why maybe the meds are fine. And it's just this, you know, other external situation, or does everything look the same? And I'm the one changing. And maybe we do need to address a medication issue. That's obviously very, very personal and being very cautious about who you do take advice from with those kinds of questions. But if you have those people that you you really trust to to look out for you and have your best interest at heart, that can be a great way to make sure you have an extra eye on on how you're responding to medication. Yeah, absolutely. And that was exactly the next point I was going to make. Uh, going back to what you said, sometimes it's hard, I think, to see things from another perspective. Like it's sometimes it's really helpful to have that extra set of eyes. So literally just last night I was talking to my husband about the progress that I feel like I've made. Again, I'm kind of in this place where I'm in between a therapist. I haven't found one yet. And I'm kind of exploring the idea of going back to therapy. And I was asking him, like, do you notice any of these X, Y, and Z things? Are they happening again? Do you notice them more frequently since I've been out of therapy? Or just asking, what did you notice back then versus now? Like, what do you not see so much? What are some differences you notice? Like having those honest conversations, not only do I feel like it kind of helped us connect and on a deeper level, but it also gave me this perspective that maybe I can't see because I'm just kind of in myself all the time. And I think it can be really interesting to hear other people's perspective, of course, like you said, that you trust, but also really useful in knowing Maybe it's working a little bit more than you can tell it is, and that may be the extra little boost to stick with it. Or maybe you think it's working and someone's like, "Mm, I'm not so sure, like, I'm not seeing much of a difference. Like having those honest conversations, being open about it with, like you said, with friends, family supports, your doctor, I think is really key to getting the most out of therapy and medication, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that goes back to what we were what we've been saying the whole time is it's it's really as much as you you get as much out as you'll put in. So 
pulling in those extra extra people that you trust, getting to therapy as well as taking medication, working on your physical health. You know, exercise is so great for mental health, making sure you're eating nutritiously, sleep, keeping all of those things consistent too, and staying on top of your just your basic self-care goes a long way and making sure that, you know, your body is a receiving the medication in the best way that it can. So being intentional, setting expectations, setting goals, having honest conversations with trusted ones, with your doctor, or the last one that you just mentioned, hitting on things that maybe medication can't do alone. So targeting it from all angles, like that to me feels like, and again, being your own advocate, that feels to me like the biggest way to get the most out of your medication. Like you said, you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. Mm -hmm. And also knowing when to walk away, knowing when to take a break, knowing when to step back, because I think forcing yourself to do something that you're not open to just because you think it might help you could work in some situations, but in others, I feel like it sets you up to kind of resent that treatment or resent that person or, or what have you. And then you're not going to get most out of it too. So knowing that it's okay, if, if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel like it's working, maybe it's not the right time. It's okay to walk away from that and to come back later when you do feel ready, if you feel ready. Yeah, I think it all it it comes back to to being your own advocate and, you know, doing showing up for yourself, doing what you can for yourself and medication can be an amazing tool to help you help you accomplish what what you need to get done and feel feel good and live a good life. Show up for yourself. I like that. So, thanks everyone. Show up for yourself. Keep fighting in the open and come back next week for another episode of In the Open. 